0: are now listening to the audio burrito take a bite out of something great for your ears people need to know that somebody has their back Hello, 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 good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever this audio burrito is reaching out to you, and I thank you so much for tuning in again to the audio burrito and today's episode, because today's episode is just so packed full of some goodness for your ears to munch on and for your mind to ponder on, and hopefully you really learned something from today, because my goodness, I got notes all over my desk here, and Hopefully, it just comes together the way my mind is kind of processing this whole thing. But today, we are actually going to be talking about an amazing subject, and that actually is how can we be more intentional with those around us? What do I mean by that? How can we be more intentional with those that are either learning from us, that we are mentoring, those that they might you know have a special relationship with you it might be your spouse it might be your children it might be a friendship but how can we be more intentional with those people around us and i'm talking about those that are really in a close proximity to your personal life those that might know a little bit more into who you truly are, those that know some skeletons that have hidden in the closet before, that type of a thing. How can we be more intentional with those people? And the thing is, you might not have anybody that close yet, but I'm saying you should have people in your life like that. Those that can truly be an iron sharpens iron type of thing In your life. So with that said, let's let's get ready to jump into this, but also we have a very special guest and I'm going to reveal that to you in just a few minutes. So please stay tuned in to the audio burrito all the way till the end, because man, we have a very special guest that we put on the hot seat for today and he ended up answering some amazing questions and gives us some amazing insight into this intentionality subject. So with that said, let's go ahead and jump on into today's audio burrito. So first things first, I want to read a passage of scripture to you that really just encapsulates this whole thing today, this whole intentionality subject. And it comes out of Exodus 17, and it's a it's a really good story about Moses in a time where I think he really learned some amazing things about those around him those who he had in leadership around him. Um, And it's something that I think we can truly learn from today. So let's go ahead and read this. Exodus 17, right here. And it says, and Moses, Aaron, and Hur, three guys right there it mentions, went to the top of the hill. And guess what, guys? There was a battle that was taking place during this writing right here. So it turned out that whenever Moses raised his hands, which just an insight here, raising his hands, it was a sign of surrender to God, a sign of prayer to God. Whenever Moses raised his hands, Israel was winning the battle. But whenever he lowered his hands, Amalek was winning. But Moses's hands got tired, it says. His arms grew tired. He could not hold them up by himself. So they got a stone. Who's they? That was Aaron and Hur. They got a stone and they set it under Moses and Moses sat on it and Aaron and her guess what? They held up his hands, one on each side. So his hands remained steady, raised until the sun went down, and Joshua and the Israelites defeated Amalek and its army in battle. So wow, what an amazing story that is right there, showing that when Moses, he was doing something, he was trying to be the leader, he was trying to be the one that, you know, people were looking up to But he realizes quickly during this time he could not do it on his own, that you need a strong structure of people around you that know you, that can help be a backbone for you, that can help hold up your hands, that can help you when you have fallen down. And I love it even there, that can help bring a chair up and put it underneath of you when you're tired, that they're willing to do that. That's so amazing. So this word intentional, though, what is intentional? And to be more intentional with people, what does that even mean? So the actual definition of intentional is done on purpose or deliberate. And even some synonyms is being calculated to be conscious, to to be, again, intended, to in, intend on doing something, uh, to be more aware on purpose to be more aware of the person around you that is the definition and synonyms that go on with intentional here and the thing is how can we apply that to our relationships how can we apply that to you know if if there's someone under you that you're you're pouring your life into how can you be more intentional with them and let them know that you really are being meaningful behind what you are doing to try to raise them up right to try to pour into them the right way to give them good advice. How can we do that today? So we're going to uncover a lot. I know that is just a whole lot right there already in the audio burrito. It's packed full. So let's take a bite out of this thing. So I'm going to switch courses for a second though, and I'm going to go into what actually happens when you are alone and when you don't have somebody that you know, has your back per se. So personal mind games and discouragement can set in when you are alone and when you are doing things by yourself and when you are trying to carry the load and no one else is helping You know carry the load with you. So personal mind games can set in if you do not control your thoughts, first off. If you do not control your thoughts, personal mind games and discouragement can set in. So right here, and this is an amazing quote, I'm just reading it, that Jeannie Mayo put out one time during the cadre and I wrote it down and she even said, sometimes we rent a room to the enemy in our minds. Did you catch that? Sometimes we rent a room to the enemy inside of our minds. We are literally saying, hey, stay here, stay in this room and guess what? Most of the time, he doesn't even pay up rent. He he stays for free. And that's just the thing. We are literally giving the enemy pieces of our mind to mess with when we are alone. And we feel like, oh, I'm doing everything by myself. I have no help. And right there, that's already the trap that we're falling into. And when that happens, guess what? We feel like we don't measure up. We feel like we don't measure up. That's that's one of the keys to really falling into that trap. And also when when we, when we start feeling like we don't measure up, guess what? We don't take criticism well, even constructive criticism. And that's the thing when, when people do notice that, Hey, maybe that person needs help. We don't take it well when they want to kind of, you know, step in or, Hey, they want to help and they say something, but just because they say something, you might take it wrong because, the way that your mood is in, the way that your personal mind game is in, you do not take that constructive criticism well at all. Has that ever happened to you? I know that's happened to me before. And guess what? That can quickly become a slippery slope, very fast downhill, which starts to turn into depression, which quickly can turn into anxiety. But depression, guess what? It is the type of thing where it can become so great that when you really start to uncover the depression, when you start to really pinpoint that depression is there, sometimes we realize that there are layers and layers and layers that have formed over us and formed over our heart and formed over our mind, and we need to peel back the layers, and it, it takes time. It really, truly takes time. But like I said, depression walks hand in hand with anxiety. And guess what? This is even something I always thought this was fake. I really did. I thought panic attacks were a very fake thing. I thought people made them up. And guess what? Until I actually experienced one for myself. And that's just me being really clear and really transparent to you, the listener, right now. Until I actually experienced a panic attack myself, I always thought they were fake. I thought people made them up. I thought they were a joke. But guys, no, it's a very real thing. It truly is. And the depression, the anxiety can cause panic attacks if we are not careful And panic attacks. They might be something, thank goodness, I've only experienced one in my life that I actually know of. But there are people who might experience one a day or multiple times a day, and it's actually causing health issues now for them because they are literally carrying a load on their back all by themselves and they feel like nobody is helping them and they're screaming out for help, but but no one's there. No one's there. And that's why, again, it's so important to have that one-on-one with somebody, that, that iron sharpens iron with somebody in our life. And guess what? if we're not careful that anxiety and that depression and that fear it can get really big really big and guess what it can even lead to guilt because you start you, you might start making choices that you don't necessarily agree with, but you have to make certain choices just to get by, you might feel like. And so it leads to guilt. And guess what? When guilt happens, the enemy, oh my goodness, he is constantly reminding you of your past. He loves to bring it up. He loves to throw it in your face that you did this, you did that, you made this choice, and ha, ha, ha. And he laughs at you and just to drag you down. But guess what? You are not defined by your past. Did you catch that? You're not defined by your past. And also, just lastly here, things that plague the mind game is doubt. Doubt is a, a huge one. And this is even something that's happened in my life. Again, just being transparent. This is something I'm not really proud of. But you might even start to doubt your own prayers in even your own prayer language. You might doubt that. Am I even, is it even worth it? you know, speaking out to God, even when I don't feel like it isn't even worth it. You begin to, to doubt even your own prayers. So it's really kind of crazy what can happen in those mind games, in the discouragement game, if we fall into the traps that the enemy sets up for us, if we are alone. And guess what? The enemy knows the warfare in the mind. Trust me, he knows the warfare in the mind. And guess what? There is a bullseye on your head. Capture that. There is a bullseye on your head and he is coming after you. And that's why we have got to stay focused on Christ. We have got to capture our thoughts and control our thoughts and we can no longer be you know, renting out a room to the enemy in our minds. And guess what? He's not paying up. He's not paying up. That's so wild. So with that said though, I want to switch gears again and I'm gonna go to things what it's like, you know, when we actually do have a relationship and a discipleship and an intentionality with people and how it can help save us from some of those things that we just talked about. Cause I don't want to fall prey to those things anymore. I, I actually want to have good relationships and have, you know, somebody out there that I can talk to. And be open with and be real with. And thank goodness I have my wife. Thank goodness I have some people at work. You know, I have friends in the cadre who I'm able to, you know, text and say, hey, this is going on in my life. Or hey, I slipped up here. Or hey, I messed up here. And it's good to have somebody that you are intentional with, that you are deliberate with, that you're talking to on purpose that can help you so you do not fall prey to these things. And when you're alone, man, the enemy loves to attack so much, when you are alone. So how can we be more intentional with those around us to help us get through so that we're not alone? Thing is, again, people need to know that someone has their back. That's a two-way street right there. We all need to know that somebody has our back. It's so good right here. So when you were growing up, You might be growing up right now, but there are some listeners I know out there who you're already grown, you're still growing, you're still maturing maybe, but do you remember what it's like to be the one who needed the discipling? Did you ever, you know, put yourself in the shoes? You you might have somebody under you right now, or you might even have a child, or you might have a spouse and you're trying to grow together, but do you remember what it's like to be the one who needed the discipling? Can you put yourself in the shoes of what it was like when you were younger and where having a one-on-one with somebody is so important? And I can specifically remember times when I was growing up and even coming through college and knowing that still having a relationship with somebody in the church was so key. Because again, I was always a pastor's kid. I was always, you know, yes, whenever the doors of the church were open, I was there, but... The thing is, there has to be somebody in place in your life that is pouring into you spiritually and mentoring you in in a good, healthy way. And that's just the thing. I have people that I can name in my life that, thank goodness, even when I was kind of just being a crazy person, I never really went off the rocker, but there was times when I was doubting my relationship with God a couple of times. But it was always so good and so key to have people, like I can even name Pastor Robert Green, he was the youth pastor in Tennessee the time when I was living in Tennessee, who, my goodness, it was so good just to hear him speak on stage sometimes and know, man, he was being so genuine and so real. And there was a, a couple other multiple relationships that I had with people who were not afraid to ask me real questions in my life at those times. And it was so good, again, to have people pour into me. So I remember what it was like to, you know, be discipled. And so now I know how important it is for me to be intentional now that I am a youth pastor to pour into those under me and to pour into leaders that are under my leadership. So that's, that's really good. That's a key. So number one there, remember what it's like to be the one who needs discipling. That's how you can be more intentional with those around you. Also right here, do not be resistant, but be persistent and consistent. And we're going to talk about consistency at the end, but do not be resistant, but be persistent. The more persistent you are and the more consistent you are with those relationships, guess what? It can truly break down walls. And that goes hand in hand with the thing I just talked about earlier and how I was so thankful for relationships in my life that helped tear down some walls for me. So again, for you and those that you're dealing with, do not be resistant, but be persistent. Right here, next one, show personal touches of care. Show personal touches of care. How do you do that, guys? Just, guys, going out of your way, even if you give them a $5 Chick-fil-A gift card, my goodness, just being kind and loving and caring in those ways and showing little little touches like that can go a long, long way. And I'm going to read just a couple more, and then I'm going to bring up our special guest. Exceptional is now expected. You see that? Exceptional is now expected. Everything that's going on in our life, guys, it's expected. So right here, though, don't celebrate the past too long. Don't celebrate the the little things that you've accomplished for too long because there's more ground to take back. There's more ground to cover. So push yourself. Push yourself. Guys, there is that bar of exceptional and you've got to go beyond it. And it's okay. You might be reaching for that bar right now. You might be pushing those relationships towards that bar right now. You're not reaching it just yet, but keep pushing. But when you do Capture those wins. Don't celebrate for too long because you still have more ground to cover. And that's something I'm speaking to myself to right there. That's huge. That is huge. And lastly, before I bring on our guest, consistency is the final key. And our guest is going to talk about consistency in just a second. But guys, what does that mean? Consistency is the final key. That means make an investment. If it's just one person that you're pouring into, pour into them, give it everything you got because that person might be going through all those things we talked about in the beginning. They might be falling, you know, into the traps of the enemy. They might be doubting, and they might, you know, be going into depression and and having anxiety. But because you're making an investment into them, it just might change their life forever, and it just might save them. So wow, that's that's some pretty amazing stuff right there. But now I'm going to bring up to the hot seat our special guest of today. So in the hot seat, we have an amazing special guest. Oh my goodness, I'm so glad he did this. Pastor Romeo Billups. And who is Pastor Romeo Billups? He's the youth pastor. He's a mentor. He's a spiritual leader to other youth pastors, even me. He's been in the ministry a long, long time. A long time he's been in the game. And he is just a well of knowledge. And I'm so glad He agreed to be on this this audio burrito today. So tune in right now and listen to what he has to say. So here we go. Here is Pastor Romeo Billups.
1: Man, what's going on? This is beautiful. Let's go.
0: All right. So he's ready. I'm going to just, you know, put him on the hot seat here and see what he has to say about this. All Uh right. So first things first, people need to know someone has their back. Iron sharpens iron. What is your thought on that?
1: Yeah, it's necessary for a lot of different reasons, man. Um, one, just for accountability, uh, it's good to have someone in your life. That's not just holding you accountable to like the moral codes, but like accountable to maybe some dreams and goals in your life. Someone who's like affirming you and pushing you, but also not condoning bad behavior. We all, we all need someone in our corner who's our champion um who gains nothing from our success so they only want to they want to see us thrive so i believe in it and i believe god set it up that way you know you can go all throughout scripture and see relationships where people are together making one another better and iron does sharpen iron um you always need someone in your corner who is uh smarter than you wiser than you (laughs) and so that they they just keep you sharp man i think it's beautiful
0: That's awesome. That's an amazing answer. And even this, this goes right along with that. But what does it mean to give people the 10 treatment, meaning uh, to treat people like they are a 10, to make people feel they're loved? What do you think about that?
1: Wow, man. That's, you know, that's a beautiful thing to say that it's a, a goal to have. But you really have to first know who you are. So I have to first deal with my insecurities and shortcomings, (laughs) because if if there's some like if, if I if I see myself as a seven or maybe I am a seven, but I'm encouraging an eight, you know, can I really give that person and push that person to the 10? I don't want to be jealous of their success. And I think it takes commitment. Are we really committed to relationships? Am I committed to be a part of someone's life, to push them to attend? There are six, and man, like, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. It's time-consuming. It takes commitment. And I really, at the end of the day, I think that's what we do in community. I think in family, um, as a father, I want to see my daughters be tens. So really all I'm doing in my regular everyday relationships is doing what I would do with my family. And I think that's the kingdom of God. I think it's something that we're all called to do, um, but it it takes a little bit more commitment. And again, I think it's um, when you push someone to be the best, when you don't gain anything from it, it's really easy for me to want to support people and push people that I gain from their success. It's a whole other thing when I gain nothing from it. I just want to see people thrive.
0: That is so good. Oh my goodness. Absolutely love that. So got just a couple more for you here. Let's do it. This is Let's, fun. <laughs> this one is is really good. Knowing the difference between the rod and the staff, where the staff guides and the rod corrects. What do you think about that? The the difference between the rod and the staff.
1: Man, like these are really these are like chapters in books. <laughs> <laughs> these questions are amazing. Yeah, there is um, a time for correction. You know, it's funny that you say that. I just watched um, a video yesterday from a, from a thing called Q, Q Ideas, and Matt Chandler was talking about discipline within the body. Mm-hmm. And he gave this beautiful example of a guy who was in his church who was struggling with some moral things that he wanted him to be a part of the flock. Wow. So he wanted to encourage him. He wanted to push him to be the best, but he knew that his shortcomings were he was a clubber and a predator of young women. So he told him, he said, look, I don't want to see you at any singles event. I don't want to see you at the singles retreat. You and I can meet every day. I will pour into you. But if I see you going after one of the sheep in, in the flock right now, you're a wolf. And I will discipline you and correct you. And it shows love for the individual, but as shepherds, protection for the flock at the same time.
0: Yeah, huge. So, yeah, I'm just going to quote Matt Chandler on that one. Man, that that, that was an amazing answer. That That's awesome. Because this whole thing is, is you know, how to be more intentional with those around us, with those within, you know, those under us in ministry or even those in our families and relationships. So that that is a huge answer. I love that. And hey, lastly, say, yeah, I'm sorry. Go I, ahead. I that,
1: so here's, a like, from, from personal experience, because it's really easy to quote someone else. So, like, I'm quoting Matt Chandler, but because I've had to walk it out. You can never really discipline someone that you don't have relationship with. Oh, man. Like, like real biblical correction, if we're looking at 2 Timothy 3.16, if the word of God is used for these different things, if we're in covenant relationship with one another and you know I love you, if I come at you with a word that seems harsh, it's only meant to cut you to make you better in the moment so i can speak truth and love if i don't really have a relationship with you all i'm doing is flexing title and authority and people will submit to that for a minute but it won't change their heart and their behavior and then once they're done with your authority they're out so if you actually flex it in the wrong way and you hit someone with a rod you lose influence and you might hurt a soul for the kingdom
0: Man, that is so good. That is so good. So lastly here, before I before I let you go, and it's been so amazing having P. Rome on the phone with us today. So right here, what does consistency have to do with being intentional with those that are underneath us or even on the same level as us? But what does consistency have to do with ministry and relationships?
1: Yeah, when working with people on your teams, uh, I'll just I love personal examples. So I work with a lot of millennials and Gen Z, and they're used to having inconsistencies in their lives, maybe from broken family situations, uh, bad relationships. So they're already kind of jilted by by people like saying that they'll deliver something and then they don't. So when you're consistent and you're not not imperfection. you're consistent with your leadership people buy into that they say you know what I know that they're gonna do what they say and if they don't do it I know that there has to be a reason for it it brings about credibility and then people will buy into that you can have the greatest strategy systems vision whatever but if you're inconsistent on a regular basis people will lose um, hope in you and if you want to attract really good quality people say people who come from backgrounds where they work in corporate America or they're business owners, they understand that consistency drives the vision and it helps you gain the mm-hmm. win. Yeah. So they don't want to be on a team that's going to lose. I, I like to say it like this outside of our money and our, and our health, our third most valuable resource is time. So if you waste people's time by being inconsistent if they don't have to be on the team, they're
0: they're out, man. They're gonna they're gonna dip. Man, that's so yeah. good. So good. <laughs> Thank you so much for answering and being on the hot seat today. I truly appreciate it. Again, you you've been one of my most amazing mentors and friends that I've had. And I've I've bounced some crazy questions off you before. So, I'd, so really, audio burrito fanatics out there, make sure you give it a round of applause to the one and only amazing Pastor Romeo Billups. You got any anything anything you want to say before you before you go?
1: Hey man, I just want to say that this is really good, and I just want to pour gasoline on your fire. <laughs> like this just keep doing this. You know, I I think it's beautiful and it's really cool because it sharpened me. It really made me like, man, what do I really think about these things? (laughs) Do I I have anything to really contribute and say that that's going to be lasting and meaningful to those who are listening? So, man, hey, home run, my friend. I love you.
0: All right. I'll see you later. Peace. All right. And there you have it, guys. What an amazing guest appearance by Pastor Romeo Billups. But just the takeaway thought from this is people truly need to know that someone has their back and the ups and downs, good and bad, whatever it might be, we truly need that iron sharpens iron type of mentality in our lives. Somehow, some way, we need it. We need to learn from the Bible passage that we read today where Moses had two guys on the side of him, each side holding up his arms in the prayer position, most of all, reaching up to heaven. That is the key. Picture that, look at that illustration right there that Moses had two men on each side who were holding up his arms, stretching out towards heaven and saying, God, we need you most of all in the midst of these relationships. That is how we can be intentional with others, by helping raise others up towards heaven. That is the answer right there. That is the answer. So hopefully this week's audio burrito was packed full of some amazing goodness that you can really just think about And maybe talk to a friend about. That would be really awesome. Maybe you can say, hey, I heard this podcast and this guy was talking about this and I really want our relationship to go to the next level and to be more intentional. Maybe you can talk about this week, talk about that this week with somebody. I just stuttered a little bit, but it's all right. I'm gonna close this thing out now. It's been amazing. I've learned so much this week. I hope you have too. Breck Arnold, out.